Hey guys, and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend, a podcast about mental health and astrology. Have you guys ever had a bad day or felt so anxious to the point where you are struggling to find yourself in this vast society we call life? Not to worry, guys. I have felt this way too. The podcast interviews guests from college students to parents and even experts that talk about their journey to where they are in the present moment. So sit back and relax and remember that you are not alone. Without further ado, let's get started with today's podcast. Have you guys heard about Anchor by Spotify as being the easiest way to make a podcast? Let me explain. It's free. Anchor has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Best of all, when even hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, like I said before, Anchor is totally free. So pick up your phones, laptops, or whatever you use and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I hope to hear your podcast. Hey everybody and welcome back to the podcast. Episode 38 talks about the story of Wieso. Me and Wieso go way back in undergrad in college and he talks a lot about his journey from starting off as an intern at Radio 1 to becoming a Radio 1 regional online editor. Wieso does a lot of cool and fun content on his social media pages, YouTube and TikTok. From talking about sports to also talking about music in the industry, you guys can check out Wieso's work by clicking in the links in the show description. But me and Wieso talk about everything, his journey, relationships, and also where the music industry is in the current day. But without further ado, here is my podcast with Wieso. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Your Spiritual Best Friend. I am your host, Josh Sanchez, and I'm here with my boy, Wieso from college, man. I know it's been a minute. How are you doing, man? Hey, man, I'm doing great. It's been a real long time since I've seen you. I mean, obviously, this is virtual, <laughs> but, man, it's, it's, great, to, it's great to connect to, with you. It's been been a couple of years now since we graduated i know it's it's crazy how fast time flies we so i will say and i will say from the times we have hung out in college and stuff and i know you're a big sixers fan philly fan we really like connected and bonded in college and stuff so thank you again for coming on out and just like you said it's great seeing you too man it's crazy how fast time flies crazy right man it's like yesterday it was 2017 and then boom now it's 2022 Yes, indeed. But um, yeah, we so uh, we'll we'll get started with the podcast and all that fun stuff. I always have my guests come on. We just talk about like our journey from where we are in the present moment. I know from undergrad, you know, I know you've always been big on radio. That leads me right to my first question. Uh, Have you always been interested in radio? Where where did that passion really stem from for you? So for me, it, it didn't start with radio. I, my first thing that I always wanted to do is I want to be a sports analyst. 
I remember having a conversation with my cousin one time and he's like, broaden your horizon. Uh, don't only think about just talking about sports and don't only have that platform of TV. So I was like, you know what? It was my second year at my Montgomery Community College before I got to Cabrini. And I was like, you know what? Let me broaden my horizon on sports radio and, and start doing radio, not just TV. Let me do radio as well. I did my first episode um, with my boy, Will. And shout out to Will. It was his show called The Traffic Hour. Uh, first episode we did, it, we were talking about sports. Second episode, he got to, uh, he he bumped into me like an hour before he said, yo, we're interviewing a rapper. Um, he's like, here's his information. Get your questions ready to go and we're going to interview him. And I was throwing up. I was super nervous. I never did an interview before, before that. Everyone knows I love hip hop. Everyone knows I love music, but I always thought that my sport, my love and passion for sports was always bigger. But as soon as I did that interview with Rich Flow, and I still talk to that artist till this day, so shout out to Rich Flow. Um, so as soon as I did that interview, I realized that I do love sports, but I actually love music even more. And that's where I fell in love with radio and content creation and things like that. So that's that's where it all started. Yeah, and I will say we so that's a really great story, you know, and very similar to you. Like I, I was also in the I'm still in the sports, but I've really just transitioned more into talking more about like mental health and life stuff. So yeah, just like you said, you you okay. got to you got to expand your horizon. You have to. You can't just stick to just one specific thing. And that just leads me right to my next question. I know you're very big in like the music industry and stuff. Um for you, like I know music, you're very passionate when it comes to music. Where did that really stem from for you, Wiso? My brother, Bassem. So my older brother, Bassem, he was always huge on music. The way I am right now is exactly how Bassem used to be and still is to this day. But now it, the, the roles are a little reversed. I, I'm the one putting him on music. But he was the person that was putting on, uh, putting me on platform, uh, DSPs, digital uh, service providers, before we had Apple Music and and uh and spotify on that we had kazaa we had limewire so we were downloading music illegally and i remember he showed me how to make uh, how to download music illegally so i didn't have to keep annoying him and i remember the first song that i downloaded illegally was one blood remix by lil wayne when he hopped on the game song and i remember calling my brother i was like like six or seven at the time all hyped like i found how how to download the music and he was like okay but not, nah, I come from the, the LimeWire, the Kazaa. A lot of people forgot about Kazaa. That was before LimeWire. I come from that era of music. Oh, man. And and just as I'm hearing you describe that, I know for me, like I would find similar to you, I would find like a legal download, you know, put it on like my phone. My phone will be glitching after a couple months. <laughs> <That's how you laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so I know now that you're very big in like the music industry and stuff. How do you think, it leads me right to my next question. Like, how do you think things have changed over the course of like the past decade when it comes to music in general? I feel like especially with hip hop, people are starting to accept that there are something called subgenres of hip hop. I think there was a big push and pull with the new generation, the old generation for the longest for, for about five plus years that they were not accepting of artists like Young Thug. They were not upset, accepting of artists like Travis Scott when they started realizing that they actually had substance to their music and that it was just a subgenre of the cat of the of the music that we call hip hop that they know and love, they started understanding it. 
I think that was the shift. And I feel like artists like Travis Scott, artists like Young Thug, artists like Future are the reason why people are starting to understand it. Even the old heads now, if you if you go out to a bar or you go out to a concert and a, a person in their 50s, they might rock with Future. They might rock with Young Thug. Not saying that they listen to them on the on the day to day, but they understand it now. And I think it's that's important. It's super important. Yeah, I got you as well. And I, and I know because I know you've been working in the music industry for like a couple years now, you know, who was like your top five go to like right now in the present moment? Yeah, damn. So I love I love Travis Scott, obviously. Um, it's super unfortunate, everything that's been going on in the news with all that. So, you know, high hopes. Hopefully everything gets resolved with that. Um, Lil Durk, I love Lil Durk. Uh, there's this new artist coming out of Atlanta. His name's Sofago. I think Sofago is on the come up. I think he is someone that everyone should have on their radar. Any Anyone and everyone that's on TikTok, you've heard his hit song, Knock Knock, and you never realize that that's Sofago. Um, so I say that's my three. Um, I'll give you two more. Uh, Party Next Door, I love Party Next Door. I feel like he's super dope. I feel like, in a sense, I I really connect and resonate with Party Next Door's positioning in music because he not only does he make dope music, he's behind the scenes of a lot of great music. He writes for a lot of people, and he's he's behind a lot of big things that are happening, like you know a big Rihanna song or a big Drake song. And I feel like I'm kind of like that in my industry. There's a lot of things my my face might not be on it, but I had my hand on it in some way, shape, or form. So that's why I like party. And then last but not least, I would have to say the weekend. I love the weekend. I think the weekend is super, super dope. The evolution of the weekend, man, is bonkers. If you really go back and and look at his whole discography and how he's outdone himself on every single project, the man's on his seventh project, I believe, and he's only getting better. So that, I, I would say that that's my five of we're just talking about music in general. Now, if we're talking about rap, just straight rap, that might be a different top five. Yeah, I got you. I, I know you just, you're just you so passionate when it comes to music. I always wanted to start off with that question because I was just like, I want to know, you know. And uh, I definitely will check out a couple of those guys because I haven't heard, a, I, I haven't heard like the third person you mentioned, so I'll check him out. There you go. Um, yeah. But I will say, I know now, I believe you're in Radio 1, correct, you know. And um, for you, tell me a little bit about your journey, you know, from – the radio stations you've worked and and like how has that journey really been for you now the grind has been crazy bro uh 24 7 monday through sunday waking up in the middle of the night seeing breaking news but in order to even have for me to even have gotten into this position there was a lot of sacrifice and a lot of time and effort and blood sweat and tears that i had to put into it when i first started off at radio one i was in the philadelphia market I was running boards. Um, I was just, I was doing the morning show. So I was running the boards for the 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. shift. After that, I would not leave. I would stay from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And I was helping with digital content, right? So the online editor, the digital manager at the time in Philadelphia was like a big brother to me and is, and is also my mentor till this day. His name is Justin. Um, so he was the online editor and I would oversee every, I mean, not oversee, I, I would be under his wing, anything that he needed. I was there, uh, whether he needed me, he needed me to film something, edit something, write an article. 
And I wasn't, keep in mind, I was only getting paid 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. That 10 a.m. After I, after I clocked out, I wasn't getting paid 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. But I, but I understood that I had to give a lot of free work for them to understand that when an opportunity comes up, you have to give it to WESO. So I did that for a good two years. Um, right when I felt like I was about to give up, I went to Egypt for two weeks. I came back. And Justin, which was the digital manager at the time, pulls me to the side and said, he just got a promotion. And now he's moving to it, the Atlanta market, Radio 1 Atlanta, and his position's opening up. Uh, long story short, I ended up getting his position. And then, you know, just being the head of digital in Philadelphia for about a year and some change, just working hard. Um, in the midst of COVID, you know, I literally started and two crazy things happened. First day, Pop Smoke dies. Literally my first day working. That was the first breaking news I had to cover. Literally a month later, COVID happens. Now we're all working from home. I'm worried about my position because the thing is, I'm new. So if the company needs to make any changes and they need to save some money, it's easy to get rid of the new guy. So I was worried about that. So I was like, I got to make a name right now. I have no choice. I, I told myself if, I'm, if I get into the door, you're never getting me out ever in this industry. So as soon as I told myself that, I went crazy and I had one of the biggest, uh, as far as page views, unique views on web, socials and all that, I, they had, Radio 1 Philadelphia had one of its biggest years ever digitally. And then fast forward a year and a half later, I ended up getting a promotion to be the, the regional manager for Radio 1 Atlanta and that's where I'm at now. Wow, I will say we so that is a great journey, you know, and, and that one of the highlights I really wanted to highlight for like our conversation was those extra hours you put in, you know, because, you know, when you first start up that six to 10, but you end up staying from 10 to five, all those extra videos, you're also learning more on the job too, building those connections, you know, feeling the vibe of the room and then just waiting for your opportunity. And I will say power to you, we so for that, you know, because two years of doing that and only getting paid four hours for it, you know. That's definitely very mentally taxing. I, I know, especially living in like the Philadelphia region, rent is expensive, you know, finances are expensive, you know. So the fact that you did that, you know, the universe definitely rewarded you now and where you are now. Um, but that just leads me right to my next question. I know you've also covered like a couple of events like Made in America and stuff. How How is it? Because I've been to music festivals, but I've never been like a media member in the music like in the music festivals, tell me what's like the big distinct difference. It's, it's a huge difference between when you're, you're there as a spectator and just enjoying the moment. And then you're there for work because you're brushing shoulders with the people that are about to go on stage and you'll just be like, wait, hold on, let's get this. Let me get a Let my photographer take a picture of you real quick. And then we put that on the website and social media, things like that. So as as a content creator as a digital manager when you're going to these events when you're whether it's your your company's event or you're going to a made in america type of event it's different because you have to plot everything out before during and after rather than as a spectator if you're just going as a fan you're just going you know what i mean the only thing you got to worry about is am i drinking henny or casamigos tonight like it's the only thing you got to really worry about so that's the only that's the biggest difference but i will say this and I've done it a handful of times, it doesn't get old. 
it does not get old to go in as as media because one there are perks that when you go in there you are brushing shoulders with some of your favorite artists you're getting exclusive content that can potentially go viral and you're you have your hand on that right so you can add that to your portfolio so that's that's the great thing and then if you drink a lot of these places are giving out free drinks <laughs> oh man the free drink part you know sign me up <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, we so I will say I know you've gotten a chance to interview some cool like artists, you know, and stuff. What's like one interview that really stood out to you if you could or if not one, just a couple interviews that really stood out to you? All right. I would say two of them. One, I'd say Sweetie, because no one saw it coming. I had a feel like there was just something about her from the absolute jump when I saw her on the lineup for Made in America. I knew that she was going to be a star eventually. I knew it. She wasn't big yet. She had she had the one song that was bubbling up in the West Coast. Uh, it was called like Icy Girl. It was like Can't Stop, Won't Stop, Get Guap. But I knew I had a feeling like this girl is going to be a star. And obviously she had a buzz like people knew who, who she was, but she she wasn't what she is now. Um, so when I interviewed her, I knew that that was going to be a moment. Um, I shoot till this day, I go on TikTok and I, I still see people reposting clips of that interview, which is awesome. And it is, it's hilarious, man, because we had a great conversation about sushi. She, she was talking about her love of sushi and I was telling her mine. And then she was, she kind of like was flirting with me. I'm not going to lie. She's like, what's up? I'm like, yeah, Chinatown's right up the street. And she's like, sushi isn't in Chinatown. And she had me thinking for a second. I'm like, wait, is this, is it, or is it not? But it is, sweetie. It, sweet, it, it, it definitely, sushi is in Chinatown. So I say that one. And then the second one, I'll say Rob Banks. Um, Rob Banks is an artist from, from Florida. He signed to Birdman, which is Rich Gang, uh, which is a division under Young Money and Cash Money. I've been a fan of Rob Banks' music and the whole movement for years now, years. Anytime I would go to Tokyo, he was the anthem of my Tokyo trips. So when I got to actually tell him that and have a conversation with him, and a lot of people don't know is he's Shaggy's son. The wasn't me. Wasn't me. That he's Shaggy's son. He doesn't talk about his father at all. And he was kind enough to actually open up about his relationship with his dad. And I'd even bring it up. It naturally came up and it did crazy numbers on YouTube. So that I'd say that'd be a second one that, made me realize that who, wh whoever I'm working with, I actually can make them comfortable enough to open up more than they have with other people. So that, that was what opened my eye up with that. Yeah, I got you. We so yeah, that, that's definitely a really cool answer, you know, and that's something that, you know, that's always a memory that you're going to have with yourself, meeting those two people, you know, meeting, having those cool interviews and stuff like that. I know from someone that also does like podcasting and stuff, I know interviewing guests can definitely be like a challenge, you know, with forming questions. Um, That leads me right to my next question. I know you mentioned like you've realized a moment in which like you can really get people to open up, you know, and be more comfortable. How does someone, you know, if you are interviewing someone, get them to feel a little bit more comfortable and open up a little bit more? Do some damn research. I don't understand what's so with these these young interviewers, Josh. Like a lot of them just go in and they'll be like, uh, what's your passion in music? And what made you start rapping? And it's like, bro, they get asked that question a thousand times. Do some research. I'm going to put you guys on some game. Obviously not you, Josh, because you're great at doing interviews. But for the other people, let's put them on some game. 
Google their government name. You're going to see some interesting stuff. Find their Facebook before they got famous. You're going to find some photos that maybe you can pull up during the interview and then get a great reaction out of them. And then you just broke the ice. I've done it multiple times and I've gotten, a, I've gotten great reactions every time. Find their MySpace. Find their MySpace from back in the day and shock the mess out of them. I did that when I interviewed Mina Say What, which is like a mentor and a big sister to me now. But at the time, she was a personality for Power 99. And this is before I worked for Radio One. I was just uh, doing a podcast with my brother uh, at Mr. Az One. We interviewed me and say what we found her old MySpace and told, asked her if she can list off uh, five people of her, out of her top ten uh, friends. And she was shocked. She's like, "How'd you find that?" It's just little things like that. Do your research. Google their their real name. So if you're gonna if you're gonna Google a rapper, I mean if you're gonna uh, if you're gonna interview a rapper. Google their real name. Find find some real stuff like in the archives. <laughs> yeah, I will say that is some great piece of advice, we saw. I will say, because anyone that is struggling, you know, with finding interviews and like getting informing questions, it's all about the research, like you said, we saw. I think you hit that right. They hit the nail on the coffin when it comes to that. Um, but just continuing our conversation a little bit, especially when it comes to like music and stuff, and I've really enjoyed our conversation so far. It's been a blast. Um, what's some advice that you would give to someone that's, you know, just starting out, really trying to find themselves in this world, you know, especially with digital media and in the, like the music industry, what's some advice that you would give to them? Do not look at everything as a price. Don't, don't just do something, whether it's at work or, or content for a company or for someone in the industry and be like, I'm only doing it for a price. You're not there yet. That's something, that's a quote my brother always used to tell me. You're good at this or you got to this point, we so, but you're not there yet. He, till this day, he might call me right now and just say, we so, you are not there yet and hang up. He does that. So I'm here to tell you content creators on the come up, you are not there yet. And this is not in an arrogance way. Remember to keep that mindset because you're always going to do work. And sometimes you got to get work done for free. And that's just the reality of it. Because as soon as you do that and you show how dope of a content creator you are, you're going to enjoy the fruit, the, the, the fruits of your labor, but you have to, you really have to get your hands dirty at first. So get your hands dirty, put your pride and your ego to the side and don't put a timeline. Don't say it's been a year and it's, it, I still had an, an opportunity didn't open up. It might be a year. It might be two years. It might be three years. How much do you really want this? How, how badly do you want this? That that's what it all comes down to. So remember me saying this content creators, you might feel like you got a spark, but you are not there yet. Keep pushing. Your your moment's gonna get your your moment is almost there, but just keep going. You have to. You have to be relentless and do stuff for free. Yeah, I will say, Lisa, that is a great piece of advice, you know, and I definitely think people can, especially like young digital creators can take that and definitely run with it. So I appreciate your answer when it comes to that, because it's all about, you know, taking it day by day. You can't, like you said, you got to set aside your ego because everyone wants that viral video or everyone wants to be like a famous digital creator, but that does not happen overnight. Very rarely does it happen overnight, you know? So it's just... on that too, Josh, on what you're saying is like, there are times, even the, even if you see yourself in front of the camera and you, you're you in a position, you're in a company that isn't allowing you to do that, do 
everything around that until you get yourself in front of that camera or vice versa. Maybe you want to be behind the camera, but they're not even letting you do that. They're just letting you edit the video after. Do every single thing you need to do around. Just as long as you're in that room, you're going to somehow get to exactly where you want to be. Just get in the room. Yeah, definitely. You're right. And it's all about and also when you do those extra things, you know, just adding to your point, like you're learning more skills, you're learning more different things. You're not just one dimensional. You're learning more. And I, I remember, uh, especially on Internet ABC, they had us do like little videos. They would have us help the cameraman, you know, camera crew, like edit film and all doing that in like a tight deadline. So like you learn in a lot of things. Even when it's not for money's sake, you know, you're learning, you know, you're and it definitely can be hard because, you know, especially with how like especially living in like an expensive area, you know, money definitely does. You got to be able to find a way to get those funds, you know, but still like you're just learning more skills and all that fun stuff. Um, but we so I will say I've really enjoyed our conversation so far. We're going to transition a little bit and talk a little bit about like relationships and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I know especially relationships with friends, family, loved ones, it's important in our lifetime. You know, there's like a famous saying, like your top five, the five people that you surround yourself with, you feed off of their energies, you know? Um, so my first question for you, Wiso, is like, what are some qualities that you really look for in like a friendship and also like a romantic partner? Uh, communication and loyalty. So I hate uh, miscommunications. I hate wondering how you feel or where we are at. So I'm humongous on communication and I'm huge on loyalty. So, I mean, you can have love but not have loyalty. You can love me, but cheat on me. But if you have loyalty to, to me, you're not going to do anything that's going to hurt me internally, externally, all that. So I, I'd say those are the two things is like communication and loyalty. And that's with everything relationship and friendship. That's why even my friends, like my best friends, my group, my collective, we've been good for what? So I've I met them in 05. It's been over 15 years. We kept that group so tight because of communication and loyalty. Those were the two things. We've seen a lot of people in our area come and go as far as far as friend groups we've seen friend groups come together and everyone loves each other and then it breaks up because a lot of people don't keep everything in house you know what i mean like if i'm upset at you make sure you speak to me about it and if you don't want to speak to me about it speak to someone in the circle about it don't let it come out of this circle this is like some italian mob stuff do not cross the family that's what <laughs> Oh, yeah, I completely agree. You know, loyalty is definitely a big one. And communication is key in any relationship. You guys got to be on the same page. And there's going to be a lot of times when you're not on the same page, especially like I know for you, you've definitely I know you said like you've had your friendships for a very long time. You guys are all growing and going in your own different paths. You know, I know you're in like music, you know, some of your friends might be into something else, you know. So with that, you know, just making sure you guys are on the same same page when you guys are hanging out and stuff like that. And that just building off of that just leads me right to my next question. Um, so let's say like someone is struggling, you know, with like trying to find a friendship or trying to find like a romantic partner. Like what's some advice that you would give to him or her, you know, or whomever? And uh, what's some advice that you would give to them, you know, just to open up, you know, and, and find themselves in this world? I think the more you overthink that stuff, the less you're being yourself. So don't even worry about that. Just literally be yourself. So if you're approaching a woman that you find attractive, just literally be, 
be yourself. Because if you if you have these these intentions in, in the beginning that I need to sound like this, I need to make sure I, I I have these talking points. Do not do any of that. Learn through trial and error, and just completely be yourself. Because when you start putting expectations and all that, you you kind of start losing yourself a little bit. So that's that's huge. Do not lose yourself. That's very big. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's always I always say this to people too, like because I've been studying a lot of psychology and all that fun stuff. The best relationship you can have with any anybody in this world is the relationship with yourself. That because because it doesn't matter who you date, you know, who you meet. If you're not happy with yourself, you know, or you don't you can't be yourself around people, then you're never going to truly be happy, you know, we so so I definitely think that is another like great piece of advice that you can give, especially when it comes to like relationships and all that fun stuff. Now for fun to like wrap up our relationship talk, I know I always have my guests come on and uh, I always share this question. Um, So for me, like, so let's say on your first date, so the question is around like turnoffs and stuff. I like to share a little bit of like my story, like whenever yeah. I'm on a first date, uh, before I, I met my I girlfriend. I want to hear yours for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always like to do this open up first a little bit. Um, but yeah, like whenever I was on like a first date before I met my current girlfriend, I would always hand people the aux cord and depending on what they played was like my little test. So for you, we so do you have any like first date turnoffs or like little tests that you have, you know, where if people fail, you wouldn't have a second date or for you. <laughs> and see with that part, before I tell you uh, my Josh, I really have tried to do that before, but I don't know. I feel like anytime like the initial conversation before I even take you out, like the first time I'm meeting you and getting your number and I, and somehow you find out I'm in the music industry industry in, in some way, shape or form. When we go on the first date and I hand you the aux cord, they get nervous. They feel like I'm going to judge them as a music critic. Like it's not that deep, just put music on. I'm not, you know what I mean? So, but I say my turn off, Hmm. You gotta, you gotta just have substance. I'm really not that hard to please. I'm, I'm not. Just ha- have substance, be able to have a conversation. And another big thing that's a turn off to me is if you cannot continue the conversation and counter it to me. It can't just be me asking you a million questions. I need you to ask me questions. And it literally can just be a counter. Like, I don't expect you to be a top top-notch uh, dater that you know how to ha- hold a conversation for two hours. It doesn't even have to be all that. Literally, if I just say, uh, you know, what's your end goal on life? You can literally, after you finish the sentence, say, how about you? I've been on dates that the whole time it's just me asking them questions and there's never a counter. And that's a turnoff. It's like, are you really that much into yourself that you don't even care about knowing about me? So that's 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 a huge turnoff for me. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. You know, it's all about. Because when you're having, like, again, it goes back to that communication aspect that you mentioned earlier, you know, like communicating, having like these nice conversations, you know, you're learning more about each other. It's not just one sided where you're asking all the questions and the other person's not really trying to figure out about you as well. Relationships go both ways, we so I will say. So I definitely think those are some really good turnoffs to have and definitely for people listening. Hey, if you guys have ever had problems in relationships, you know, and can relate to that, you know, I definitely think that's some great piece of advice and stuff like that. Um, But 
I, I know we talked a lot about like relationships and I know we talked a little bit about like the music industry and stuff. Uh, like my last question before we get into a little bit of like astrology and stuff like that. Um, I know, especially in the music industry, I know relationships definitely can be a little shaky, especially with like rappers, you know, and also like in all like the hip hop industry. Um, have you ever had like any like funny stories, you know, where they interviewed someone about like a relationship or stuff like that or or not? <laughs> Relationship? Um, I don't think relationship. All right, I, I mean, the only thing I'd say close to that is like I, when I interviewed with Sweetie, she lied to my face and said that she wasn't in a relationship. And then a month later, post came, all these reports came out that she's dating Quavo. I'm like, damn, I was about to just take you out. You were damn near in a relationship, Sweetie. What's going on? <laughs> Show some kind of way about that. She didn't really say we were going to go out, but in my mind, I thought we were about to go out. Oh, I yeah, got you. I need I need a response from Sweetie within the next forty eight hours after this episode drops. <laughs> oh, I got you. Maybe who knows? Maybe she'll reach out and get to it. <laughs> that would definitely be interesting. Um, but I will say, we so for like our final part, I've really enjoyed our conversation. You gave a lot of great advice, you know, and you're also talking about relationships and stuff like that too. Um, but when it comes to astrology, I always like to ask my guests that come on uh, this podcast. We do talk a little bit about astrology and all that fun stuff. For you, like, what's your relationship with astrology? overall i know you posted a little bit about like being in aries and stuff like that yeah. um but like how is your overall relationship with astrology uh decent uh my little my little sisters are are pretty big on it <laughs> they, they, they're big on astrology and, and crystals and things like that i actually took them to this crystal store when they came out to atlanta shots at crystal loft um and they got to check that out they got some good energy and, and things like that. But they, I, I know what they have told me, you know, so they, they'll tell me like uh, a moon, your moon sign is what you give off to other people and your your rising is uh, something, I mean, like things like that. So I know, I know a little bit of it. I just know one thing. I don't, I don't rock with Capricorn. That's the only thing. <laughs> well, it's, it's actually very interesting because I know, like, you sent me, like, your chart. Like, I always have people, like, send their charts before we record a podcast and stuff. And for you, like, the signs I know pretty well. So, like, like you, your sister said, like, your rising sign is how – it's, like, first impressions, like, the vibe you give off of people. And for yours, we so is a Gemini. So, Geminis are very, like, social, you know. They, they, they definitely have, like, two different personalities, you know. So, that's, like, the – uh, like the vibe that you give off of people that's like first impressions um and then yeah and then and then like your sun sign is like who you are to your core so that's what people ask you like what are what's your sign you're in aries you know so very fiery you know you want to get stuff done very motivated um your moon is actually in capricorn so it's very interesting to see how you you might not you don't really like capricorns but your moon your moon sign is that's sort of like how you process things emotionally so, like, for Aries, you know, you're very, like, blunt, honest, gets to the point. And in Capricorn, that really gives, like, that worth ethic, you know, very reliable. It's an earth sign, so down to earth. So, like, you have a mixture of the two. And but, Josh, correct me if I'm wrong, because obviously you know way more about astrology than I do. I'm, I'm pretty, like, limited on this. But with Capricorns, I feel like all the Capricorns that I know are very heartless. Like, they, they do not show emotion. Is that a Capricorn trait? Yeah, it definitely is because Capricorns like 
they're like they're so big into like hardworking because I, I also have a Capricorn moon. So me and you have like the same moon. So like Capricorns are very like hardworking. They really put work first. So when it comes to like emotional vulnerability, they definitely that's not really their strong suit. Capricorns are, are like that. Aquariuses can be like that too because Aquariuses they're very like future oriented. So that's like Cap Capricorn energy is very like hardworking. Like they can be down to earth, but when it comes to like opening up with their emotions, they, they tend to struggle with that. So your assessment on Capricorns is definitely like spot on. And like some other signs just to like continue, like I know your I know your Mercury sign, that's like the planet of communication. So for yours, we so it's in Pisces. So like you really communicate like through like your emotions, you know, you're very like emotionally intuitive, understanding other people, you know. So Pisces are very gentle as well. So your communication has always been just like chill. I definitely believe that from our times we talked in like college and stuff, you know, it's always just been chill, good times. And then uh the last sign that I know like really well is your Venus. That's like your love language, like who you're like attracted towards. And yours is an Aquarius. So like Aquarius energy is very like it's an air sign. So like you're, you always keep your door open to like all like the possibilities, you know, but like the air, you can be stone cold. Aquarius is sort of like. It's sort of just like, it's like different energy, you know, so it's like future oriented energy. It's like you're attracted to people sort of like that, you know, that are into like the future oriented, very like just different from other people, you know. So like, I mean, that's like a little bit of like a reading and stuff like that. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I definitely say, so I don't even know that. So does that mean I'm attracted to other Aquariuses? Well, yeah, yeah. So like, to me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you're attracted to, like, Aquarius quality. So, it's sort of, it's like a mixture of the two because there's more to it. Like, there's also, like, your Mars sign. So, that's, like, planet, like, aggression. And I know your Mars is in Leo. So, it's like a mixture of, like, that fiery air type of qualities, you know, that you're really looking for. Um, but before, like, we really wrap everything up, there's this website. It's called thehoroscope.co. Uh, if you're just starting out with astrology, at 10 out of 10, recommend you guys to just Google it. All you do is just Google your sun and moon. And a bunch of women, they teamed up together and they give a little reading on everything. So for your for your reading, Wiso, so before, like once I'm done giving your reading, just let me know how you feel about it. So for you, you're an Aries sun, Capricorn moon. And for you, the reading says a straightforward personality. So gracious but strong, the Aries Sun Capricorn Moon personality will not have anything or anyone stand in their way of their plans and goals. Positives for your Sun and Moon combination. Assertive, practical, and competitive. Negatives can be controlling at times and a little bit obsessive. Perfect partner, someone who believes in 100% commitment, just like them. And then word of advice for your combination, they need to be careful about how they perceive and what they imagine about people. So as I give like your little reading, what are some thoughts that come to mind? Hey, I'm my father's son. Damn. Yeah, man. That was, that was all of that was spot on. Um, I want to say controlling in like a, in like a weird, like, like a abusive way, not like that. But I will definitely say that I, I like to be head, head of the relationships and all that. I definitely would say that. So in, in regards to that, I, I, it is true to a certain extent. Um, competitive, extremely competitive. I wake up with, with uh, Mamba mentality in my eyes every single day. I literally brush, I want to brush my teeth better than you. 
you know so and and that, and that was really implemented by my my dad and my brother and honestly seeing how hard they worked you know during their time i never thought i was going to get to that point and uh, long behold i actually did have it in me so but yeah and then another thing is it, the first thing was I'm that I'm firm and and straightforward. Yeah, unfortunately, that's actually a good and bad thing. I am firm and straightforward. I definitely have a, a resting bee face. I can't change this. Like me trying to smile, you know, in between us talking made my head hurt. You know, like I can't even do this, bro. But um, but yeah, no, nah, I'm straightforward, bro. I'm super straightforward. I don't like BS. I don't like people playing with me. I'm, I'm a nice guy, um, but I just don't like being taken advantage of. So all that was spot on, bro. Yeah, of course. And I will say, yeah, and I'll send you the link once like we're done recording and stuff like that as well. But we saw, I really appreciated our full conversation. Where can everybody check out your work, dude, and follow you on social media? You can see all my content and follow me on social media at We So Told Me. For those who can't spell We So, W-E-S-O. If you can't spell Told Me, I can't help you with that. And another thing, you can find me on TikTok. This is where it's a bit different. You can find me on TikTok on at TikTok and YouTube at We So's World. W-E-S-O-S World. We So's World. That's where you see a lot of my... Um, well, on TikTok, you'll see my short form content, which is like snackable pieces less than a minute long, where I'll basically, I basically do, uh, let's say as an example, Lil Dirk drops a project. I'm not the type of person, I don't like doing what everyone else is doing. So I'm not going to do a review on Lil Dirk's project on my TikTok. What I, what I will do is that if I know everyone's talking about Lil Dirk, I'm going to do some, I'm going to do a twist off of it, right? So I'll, I'll do a video like Lil Dirk, all the all the nicknames Lil Durk has given rappers or, um, you know, James Harden came to Philly. How can I implement hip hop into this? I said, James Harden is coming to Philly. Here's all the Philly rappers he needs to hear. You'll hear all the short, you'll see all the little less than one minute snackable pieces on my TikTok on Weasel's World. And then on YouTube, Weasel's World is where you get the long form content, which is longer than a minute long. If you if you're interested in hip hop content with a little twist to it. Yeah, and and we so all the links that you said will be in the show description as well, and I definitely will let you know and all that fun stuff. But I will say, we so I've had a great time, and it's definitely been good seeing you again. And I'm I'm, I'm really just proud of how much you've grown, you know, and now where you are now and stuff like that. So power to you for that, and it's been a great time. Absolutely, bro. Thank you so much. 